The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Gitin. Masechet Gitin has been sponsored by our good friend and loyal Talmud of the Dafayomi, Mr. Haimi Dana, and his dear wife, Hashem Ishmael Mechayem. He has dedicated this Masechet according to the following principle. Our rabbis tell us that when you learn something, it can avert that item from happening. So we'd like to learn the Masechet Gitin, so it will remain in the theory of learning and never come to fruition in actuality. And therefore it should be blessed, him and his dear wife, and all of Klal Yisrael, with Shalom Bayit, and Atzlachan Harvacha, Bechol Ma'asei Yedehem, Amen. Daf Vav. Today's daf is being studied. Le'ilun Ishmat Morzikini Yosef Ben Sarav and Marav Zikinati Yafam Bat Sarah Rabbi Abraham Ben Esther Wahashet Nehem Begin Eden Amen. Today's daf is being studied for Ashlema Michael Ben Malka Rina Sheover Nitua Hayom. We begin today's daf on the Amud Bet, and we are starting on the bottom of the Amud, and it is with the words Bar Hedaya. That is one, two, three lines before they get wide. Bar Hadaya Ba'ala to Yagita. Bar Hadaya wanted to bring a get. He was bringing it again from Hutzla Aris to Eris Yisrael. Atalika made Rabbi Ahi. He brought the get in front of Rabbi Ahi. Da'ava Mimuna Agite. He was in charge of the gets. Which means the Gemara says later on that anybody that does not have fluency in the laws of Gitin and Kiddushin, don't get involved in them because they're very intricate. If you make a mistake, you're involved now in serious, uh, serious uh, Amorot. So therefore, Rab Ahai, he was in charge of the Gitin, of the administration of it. So he went to Baradai, he went to veot. He told them, listen, you're a Shaliyah. So you better stand there when it's being written. You have to watch every single letter. So he was very mahmir. But in order to say b'farayichtab, you got to be there with every single letter uh, being written. So comes the Gemara and says, So he went in front of the two rabbis. Now you don't need to be there for uh, for for that. That she says, "Ela b'shitahat." Only for one line. What you got to say is b'fanai nichtav, right? So when you see one line already written, and it was written l'shma, you can assume the rest of the get is written l'shma. You don't need to be there for the entire uh, writing. So comes again and says, v'chi tema abid lechumra. And if you're going to want to say, well, I'll be mahmir. You know, I'll stay for the whole thing. Nimsa atam otzila'az al gitin arishonim. You're now going to cast dispersions on the early gitin that the people did not, that Shem did not stay the whole time. Because now you say, oh, must we have to stay the whole time? Well, these guys only stayed the first time. Must be their pasul. So therefore, you say, don't even be mahmir. Just stay there according to what the minimum is for the first line. And then once you can establish that is lishma. Then already you are a legitimate chaliyah. You can say b'fanai nechtab or b'fanai nechtam. Comes the Gemara and says, "Rabba bar barchana aiti gita." Okay, born again. 
Balga ichtav kameh, upalga lo ichtav kameh. Half of it was written in front of him, and half of it was not written in front of him. Atal kameh to the bi el hazar. Amar the afilu lo katav bo ela shita achat neshma. Even if you only read for one line that was written neshma shuv enotzarich, which means that's enough to say befanai nichtav. Good. Now the whole question is what, what, what line? So someone says it's the first line of the game the with the names, which is the Ikar uh, get name of the date. Uh, and someone say any any time the, the, the first part of the uh, the first part of the game. In any event, that she has two interpretations of this. What is Kan Kulmus? Kulmus is the uh, the quill that they used to write with it, and the Migilta is the klaf. That she top line. Tikuna Kulmus Vaklaf. He heard the sofet fixing the quill, making the uh, the quill to write, and fixing the parchment. He heard him fixing it when they're cutting the quill and they're smoothing the cloth. Now, what does that mean, making the quill lishma? You don't have to make the quill lishma. You have to make the quill for the, no. You don't have now when you do that. The explanation is: it seems that the uh, when the sofid, let's say, was you know, chiseling his quill to make it, he was saying, "Oh yeah, I'm making this uh, quill over here for the uh, for the get of so and so to so and so." You don't have to do that. You have to say that. So if you even if you didn't even see the get itself, you just were able to establish the uh, lishma from kan kulmana from the tikkun of the kulmus and the tikkun of the cloth. That she has a different kersa over here. That she says velinire on the second line. Kan kulmusa kol hakolmos. He actually heard the sound of the kolmos kishu kotev. I guess when you're rubbing the the quill against the parchment, so he makes a noise. You hear the rubbing of the quill and you hear the parchment itself. The kol idia shunishman na mikeshomer kan kan vidigasi kal kolmos. So I have to get a kal the sound of the kolmos. Which means again when he was writing. So obviously you have to say the Sofer was uh, uttering and saying, I'm writing L'Shem, uh, this person over this one. He heard the, he was in another room, he just heard the Kulmos writing, and the, that already is able to establish uh, the subject of Mephanai Nechtab and Mephanai Nechtam. That was the two, uh, the two interpretations. Okay. So comes the Gemara and says, Tanya Kevated Rav Asher, Hamevi Gem, Mevidana Tayyam, Afilu Hu Bebayit, Vesofer Ba'aliyai. Let's say the, uh, the Shaliyah is in the one room and the Sofer is in the attic. Hu Ba'aliyai, Vesofer Ba'aliyai, he's in the attic and the Sofer is in the house, in the room. Afilu Nikhnas Biyoseh Kodayom Kudo, even if he's going in and out all day long, we'll see what that means in a moment. Kashir. Now the Gemara analyzes. Hu Bebayit, Vesofer Ba'aliyai. Right? The fellow's in the house, the shaliyah's in the room, and the sofer is in the attic. Yeah. What are you yeah. talking How can he say, Bifanai Nikhtaf? He doesn't see him. They're in different rooms. Must be that he was close enough in order to hear the quill writing, and therefore, wait, that's what bring you back, that's what's ported. And therefore, you see what? That it's enough. To just hear the quill writing, and you know they're writing it lishma, uh, and therefore it's okay. Because I guess he has to be saying that at the time, as he's writing, and you hear the quill writing, and you hear the lishma of the of the sofer as he's saying it at the time. So combined with his utterance of the shma, and you hear the quill writing, that's b'fanai nichtav. You heard the writing, and you know that it's the shma. He's saying I'm writing it lishem so and so and so and so. Amarbor, now we go back to that statement. Even if he goes in and out of the room all day long, it's kashir. Who's going in and out? The Gemara says, man, who is going in and out? Idi mashaliach. See, tell me the shaliach goes in and out of the room where the sofer is writing. 
האשתא הוא בבית וסופן בעלייה דלא חזה לאמרת כשן נכנס ויוסף מבעיה You know what's talking about? That the sofer goes in and out, which means he's writing a git, and uh, in the middle of the writing he goes out to the marketplace, comes back and continues writing the git. So the Gemara says, Pshita, Mishum de Nechnas v'yosin nefsilina? Well, just because he's going in and out, I'm posil the git, like I can't take a break? Well, why would I think that the sofer cannot walk out of the room that he has to write the git, let's say, one uh, one shot? So the Gemara says, Lord Sirich adenafak l'shuka. The case is talking about when the sofer in the middle of writing the git, he went out to the marketplace. So what are you worried about? That time comes back, Ma'u betema, he got to the marketplace, he found two people no. that have the same name as the people in the get. And therefore now he's going to come back and he's going to start writing for them. And therefore the get is not going to be the Shema for the people that were intended. And therefore you would have thought that maybe when a Sofer goes out of the room, he's considered the, no good, the get is no good. That's what Yomar says, that it is indeed... Okay, so we look at that sheet in the fourth line. The fact that Shuka Sofer Yatzal Lashuk Lemkom Sheyesham Bnei Adam Harbe. He went to the marketplace with a lot of people. Now the tema Ini Shachayin Ashkeha Shishmo Kishmo Shilze VeAmalel Lichtov Lo Get. The guy told do me a favor, write me a get. So now the guy's writing the get for person number two, right? And therefore it's going to be pasul to give to person number one because it's a different guy. And if we were concerned that maybe if a sofer goes in and out all day long, it's not going to be good. That's why it says, sofer nechnas even though the get is indeed kasher. So basically, what you're summarizing this last piece over here, we're giving modifications on the mefanai nechtav. We thought the mefanai had got to be there for the whole entire situation. Now we're learning. Well, one, one rabbi said, yeah, you got to be there for every ot ve'ot. But then we all this, we saw this, she taught that no, one line is enough. Because you can assume that if he did one line in the Shema, the main item is Shema, then the rest of the game was the Shema. And someone is here, and got to be there at all. Even if you just heard the Sofer writing, that is considered enough where you can testify B'fanai Nechtab. Now I want to point out, this is only for the B'fanai Nechtab, but B'fanai Nechtab, you got to be there for the signatures. And that's not going to, that's not going to be saying that I saw the, uh, to establish the Shema, I can establish the Shema even with one line. Right. But I cannot establish that I saw signatures unless you actually see the signatures. Right. And this is just that we're establishing the Shema. I can do it in, in, in a more lenient way. Mashiach, to see witnesses, you got to see the witnesses. Therefore, the Friday night has got to be in actuality. Interesting, the poor Gemara continues. Itmar. We have a uh, statement from Amoraim. Bavil. Oh, now we're going to discuss the status of Bavil. Let's review. Now, we know Chut Salas already, we said they don't know about the Shema, these guys. And therefore, according to Rabbah, they established the Dina of the Friday night. Our question is going to be now, is all Chut Salas the same? Or maybe Bavel is different. Right? Bavel had yeshivot, you have to remember, there was a Torah, academies, so maybe they know the Shema. So how do you treat Bavel? So comes again what on says, regarding Bavel. Machloket. Rav Amar ke'eres Yisrael legitim, u'shmuel Amar ke'hotzala ares. Okay, so the question is, Rav says, like, it is Israel, and therefore you don't have to worry about the Anyan of Lishma. And according to Shemuel, he comes along and says, it is like Chutzalah And the case we're talking about over here is you're bringing from Medina to Medina, 
Bebabel, from one province to a different province in Babel itself. So now the issue, so we'll get to the Shayarot in a second. Yeah, we're going to have two issues you have to deal with. We have to see if Shayarot are Mitzuyim, is their, uh, their traveling is back and forth between the provinces, which we'll see in a moment. And you got to deal with the Lishma issue. So Rav wants to come along and say it as a deen of Eres Yisrael. So for the Lishma factor, you don't got to worry about it. And Shuel says, like, Chutz Ta'aris, for the Lishma factor, you got to be concerned. And therefore, you have to say, Mephanai Nechtav, Mephanai Nechtav. So comes Gibran and analyzes, and says like this. Let us say that the Mahlouk Dinav in Shemuel is the following. Which means, Rav is going to hold. The whole reason why you have to say Mephanah is because the people are not Bekiim Lishma. And the people in Babel, they know. And Shemuel is going to hold that what? That the real reason is because because people don't travel back to Bosnia. Yeah. So they're not going to have anybody to Bekiim again. And in Babel also, from one the, the province to another province, there's no uh, travelings. So therefore, we have to be concerned as well. So we want to make the Mahlouk and the Rav and Shemuel the same Mahlouk between Abba and as we said, right. that Rabbah agrees with Rabbah. So everybody agrees to the issue of Shayrot Nitzuyot. So therefore, even Rabbah, how can you say it's like it is Israel? You took care of the Lishma issue, but what about the fact that people don't travel back and forth from province to province, and therefore, how are you going to be the get? So the Kaura, you should have to say, for the fact that you need to Everybody, you're right, holds that the main reason is Kiyum. Rav Sabah, Kevan di'ikamitifta Mishkar Shechihai. Rav holds there was yeshivas in Babel. There was a yeshiva in Surah, there was a yeshiva in Pupedita, and therefore there was always travelings between the major cities in Babel. So he said, I'm not worried. You'll have witnesses that will be able to mekayem the star, and that will know signatures, because you'll have people that say, you're right, you get in Surah, right, and you bring it to Pupedita, You'll have people that are from Sura that are in Pupedita that will recognize the signatures of those people that signed in Sura. And vice versa, because there's always people traveling back and forth. So you don't have to worry. It's not like a regular Hostas where we sit from province to province, they don't travel. In Bavel, province to province, there's a lot of movement because of the yeshivas that were there. The people always going back and forth. Ushuel Amah, Ushuel Savad, Metivta. <laughs> Shemuel comes along and says, you're right, you have yeshivas over there. But they're preoccupied in their studies. What does it mean they're preoccupied in their studies? So look at the Rashi. Metivta. Yeshivot kivuot. Achat besura. Vachat benardea. Veolchim talmidim mizu. Lizu, actually, okay, you have Surah and Nahadah. Umishar Ayarot, then the Motran, from other cities as well. Begirsayutin, ve'en makinim hatimot. Which means the whole purpose of Shayrot Mitzuyot is that you can see the people that come from one uh, city, right, the other city, they're going to recognize the signatures. These guys in the yeshivas, they don't recognize anything, they're too busy studying. And if they don't put their mind to recognize any witnesses. So therefore, you have Shayrot Mitzuyot, but the whole purpose of the Shayrot, they're not going to fulfill. Because they're too busy, they're preoccupied in their learning, so they don't pay attention to documents, to Exactly whose signature is who? Itman name Amar bi Abba Amar Avuna. Asinu atzmenu bevavel ke'eres Yisrael legitim. 
He says, we made ourselves in Babel like Eretz Yisrael. And regarding the laws of Gittin, Mechi atar Rav lebavel. When Rav came to Babel and established Yeshivas, so then already we made ourselves like Eretz Yisrael. Because what? Traveling started to become prevalent between the different cities in Babel and Ebaki Bishma. So therefore we treated like Eretz Yisrael. I mean, you don't have to say, Befanai Nechtab, Befanai Nechtab. Look at that sheet. Mechi atar Rav lebavel. Vekava Yeshiva Besura. And he made his famous Yeshiva in Sura. Udiswel Abba. But initially, even though we know that even though we know that from the exile, when the Jews went into exile in the times of Yechonyah, that was the times of the destruction of the first Beit HaMikdash, before the destruction, Nebuchadnezzar actually exiled the Tamidah HaKamim to Babel. But still, there was not a uh, yeshuv of yeshivot in different cities. So while you might have had an issue of lishma, uh, the traveling. but the traveling was a problem, because they didn't travel uh, uh, from place to place. Only when Rav and Shemuel came to Babel later on, when they established yeshivot in different uh, cities, so then they're ready to carry that issue of it, and the traveling problem is not an issue, and therefore they made it like it is said, that they do not have to say, B'fanai nechtav, B'fanai nechtav, Mativ we have a question. We go back to a quote from Amishnah. Remember, Amishnah was giving you the borders of what's considered Hulsa'aris. Uh, so it says, on the east side of Eris Israel, the border starts at Rekim, and Rekim is considered part of the east. Rekim is considered Hulsa'aris. And then we said, On the southern border, Ashkelon, and Ashkelon is considered in the south. It has the deen of Hulsa'aris. And then on the northern border, you have Akko, and Akko is considered north, meaning it's considered outside. Now, now we know Bavel is also to the north of Eris Yitzhak, like the Pasuk says in Yirmiya, Right? Yirmiya comes along and says that the, the trouble is going to come from the north. He meant from Bavel. And we have a statement in the Mishnah that says, Ako ke'eres Yisrael legitim. The Bible says regarding the city of Ako, Ako is considered like Israel when it comes to Gitim. Ve'afilu the Bible lo kamar ela be'Ako the Mekarba. He only said regarding Ako because Ako is closer to Israel. Ava Babel the Merhika lo. But Babel is even further north than Akko. So if Akko, we have a machlokra, because one rabbi says Akko is considered Hosanis. The Bibi says no, Akko is considered in Israel. Machlokra on Akko itself, but further than Akko, which is Babel, mm-hmm. everybody sounds like it's going to say as a dean of Hosanis. So the Gemara is very simple. Who motivated that with Fenikla? Lebar be Babel. Except for Babel, which means we know Babel is the exception, which means don't think what we said, you know, anything from Akko to the, to the, to the north is considered Hussar. Yeah, we might, anything Akko in the north and Akko is a Mahloket, except for Babel. Babel would always, uh, an exception. So therefore, don't learn it so literal that it's including all yeah. countries. That's what it says. Ad Echan Hu Babel. And now they want to give the borders of Babel so you know exactly which parts, if a person brings a get from Babel, which part don't you have to say? Where does the border begin? So you have to know, because in order to know the, the laws, because otherwise it doesn't have a deen of Babel. Then you have to say it. If it has a deen of Babel, you don't have to say it. So you have to say it. Which is, you have a machloket for Yuhsin, the Gemara says in Kiddushin, 
the people that came from Babel had a very good lineage. And Nafkamina, when it comes to marrying somebody, if they come from Babel, you know their lineage is very good. So the Gemara over there gave the borders exactly what's considered Babel for you Hasin. So Gemara, whatever the borders are for you Hasin, for lineage, the same thing the borders are for Gitin. Then Rabbi Yosef Amar Mahloket Liyu Hasin. And when it came to Liyu Hasin, you have a Mahloket over there. Aval Gitin, Devreakol Ad Arba Tinyanad de Gishra. Until the. Uh, she says, Arava Shiniyas Mukhan de Geshe. It says there was a famous bridge over there, you have to say. The bridge over there by the uh, Euphrates River. And it says over there there was Aravot. I guess they had like uh, willows. So if you go on the bridge, you'll see the second field of willows of Arabot. That's already where Babel starts. Okay, that, that, that's where the border is uh, of Babel. Okay, good. So he's giving. I guess that was a famous landmark that everybody knew. I mean, you see the bridge over there by the second the willow by the bridge over there. That's already you know the uh, the parameters of Babel. <laughs> Now these were two cities in Babel. We have an interesting statement over here from Nav He said, a get from Aktispon to Be Ardeshir, you gotta say Bifanai Nikhtav. However, from Be Ardeshir la Aktispon, the other way, no Matslik. That, that's strange. How could you have the same? If you have the same place, that means there's shayrot mitzuyot. There's people going back and forth, obviously. And the, if you said you don't need to say it from one place, it means obviously they were baki in the shema. So therefore, what's the? It's bavel. So bavel the baki b'shema. So what's the issue? Why one direction you got to say one direction you don't got to say? We need to we need to explain over there. No, no, bavel. We said the baki. We didn't make halukim in cities. Bavel the baki. That means that came in bavel. But the question is, because you tell me one way you don't got to say it. So the Gemara says, Lema kasabar she'en nishma. So maybe you're going to come along and say that what? That the reason is because of en bekiim nishma vehani gimini. And you'll tell me that what? That the people in Akhtispon, right? Were not baki nishma. That's right, from Akhtispon to Be'ardeshir. You need it because when they wrote it in Akhtispon, you didn't know, you didn't have the Kavanah Lishma. But when you wrote from Ardeshir to Akhtispon, since they knew Lishma, because you want to make a haluk like you said, that maybe in one place they knew Lishma, and one place they didn't know Lishma, fine, but that doesn't answer the question. You know why? Which means still, Raba agrees to Raba that you need Shayarot Mitsuyot. So then, how are you going to get involved with Shayrot Mitzuyot from one place to another? It seems even two provinces. So, how are you going to say that's okay? So the Gemara says, You're right. Everybody holds that the reason is that you need Kiyum. Also, if you need Kiyum, so I can just say that in one place, uh, from Ardeshir to Akhtaspur, it's okay. So the Gemara says, Behani, Kevan de Azle le Shuka le Hatam, Hanach yad eba Hatimot yada de Hani. The Rashi gives us the history of these two cities. Let's read the Rashi now. The Rashi says, Azlilishuka, Laktispon. The people from Be'ardashir would go to Aktispon for the market. That seems the market was in Aktispon. So they would always be going to Aktispon for the marketplace. If you're involved in commerce, so you're always involved with documents and signatures and you're signing your name and all that stuff over there. 
Vashtarot miyad bin Akhtispoon. Who's got all the shtarot? The Akhtispoon people. So they're very fluent with the signatures of Ardashir. Right? Because the Ardashir people are coming and writing documents, receipts, whatever it is. Adzman shenigbim. Alright, until they come to collect their, uh, their notes, the notes remain by the people in Akhtispoon. Nefichik bin Akhtispoon makinim hatimat bin Ardashir. So they're familiar with the notes. Therefore, Hilkat gets in the Atam be Ardeshir with the Shtarad Akhtuspon, Edim Mitsuim the Kayemo. It's very good. Shayarot Mitsuyot, because why there's a market. So they're going back and forth. Are you worried about uh, that they're going to know these signatures? They know the signatures. Because again, the people in Akhtuspon have a lot of documents that have the signatures of the people of the Ardeshir. And therefore, when a get is written in Be Ardeshir and brought to Akhtuspon, you don't got to save it for Anikhtab. You know why? Because somebody in Akhtispoon is going to know those signatures. So therefore, if they have any question, they'll be able to be Mikhaim the star. Right, not only the people of Akhtispoon can Mikhaim it, the people of Akhtispoon, they're always uh, coming to, to Akhtispoon, they'll be Mikhaim the, uh, the star. However, Akhtispoon. But the people of Ardeshir, they're not familiar with the signatures of the people of Akhtaspon. Which is even though they're going to Sora, they go to the marketplace over there as well. Which means, even though there's people going back and forth, and we just said now that they're, they're signing notes and things like that, the people of Al-Dishir are involved in the, the market. They're not paying attention too much to the, to the notes, they're not paying too much attention to the, uh, to the signatures. So therefore, if somebody from Al-Dishir sends a get from Al-Dishir to Al-Dishir, so what's going to happen, the people of Al-Dishir, they're not going to recognize the signatures. Why they're not going to recognize You're doing business with these people. You see their signatures? No, they're too busy doing business. They don't pay attention to signatures. They don't know signatures. They don't know nothing. So therefore, from Al-Dishir to Al-Dishir, if the God doesn't say, you're not going to have anybody to be Mikayim the Get. So that's the view again. The Torah, the, the Rabbi of Hazdah was coming to us say, there's two cities, Akhtispun and Adishir. He came along and said, if a game was written in Adishir and sent to Akhtispun, you don't have to say, but for the simple reason. Number one, the Shema, we're going to say they have. So, oh, but Shayrat Mitzvot, Shayrat Mitzvot have also. You know why? People travel back and forth because of the market. Oh, and very good. Once they travel to the market, I mean, the people of Akhtispun, they'll be able to make a stuff because they know the signatures already of the people of Adishir because they're holding a lot of their notes anyway. So if anybody's going to give a get from Adishir, oh, who said this? Oh, I don't like, I have a note in my house, I have this, I have that. We're able to make the start very well. But the opposite, no. Why? I thought they, they're, they're traveling. They should know each other's signatures. No, because the people of Adishir, they're too busy doing business. They're not paying attention, noticing uh, signatures and things like that. So if, if, if a note from, if, if a get from Akhtispun goes to be Adishir, if you don't say before Nikhtab, nobody's going to be able to be Mikayemet, okay? Let's just review this again. The Gemara initially thought that the issue was Lishma. That the people thought that for the Adishi people, since they were a little close into the mainland of Babel, they knew Lishma. So for let me get from Adishi to Akhtuspun is okay. But Akhtuspun, I guess, was a little further out. Maybe they didn't know Lishma. So the Gemara said, hey, leave that. You have the issue, besides Lishma, you have the issue of Shayarot, Mitsuyot. And therefore, since they're far from each other, how are you going to have? Uh, how you going to settle the uh, the issues? So Gemara says no. The people from Adish used to travel to Akdespoon for business. So therefore, like we said, the people of Akdespoon were not worried; they'll be able to make a start up. But Adish will not, because, like we said, they are tarud in their 
market, and therefore they are not. They don't pay attention to signatures from actus pont. When a get comes to them, they're not going to notice signatures unless the shaliyas of the finest of the time. Comes Gemara continues. Rabba bar Abu matzlich ve'arsal ve'arsa. Wow, across the street, one one row of houses to another row of houses. He needed the street to say b'farai nechtav. Rav Sheshat matzik m'shkunah l'shkunah. Yeah. Even from like house to house, like a neighbor of houses to another neighbor of houses. Even in the same like a courtyard, the same building over there, you need to, to say this over here. So Gabbas, Rava's region is they're so close. What is somebody will be able to to figure out the to witnesses over here? What do you have to say for Anikdam? So he says, Shari denaidi. We're talking about a specific city in Babel, Benim they're always on the move. And therefore, look at Rashi, uh, bottom line, the Naidi, Mishtaim Bibatin Shitirudim Bishora, the En Makirim Hatimat Shatimot Shibinahim. They don't know what's going on in their town with signatures, these people. So therefore, you're going to have a get in the one neighborhood. Right? So I think the Shlab didn't say before You're going to assume out somebody in Mehoza must know these signatures. They, they, they don't pay attention to signatures, these guys in Mehoza. They're too busy making money, too busy working. And therefore, in this place over here, you're going to have to be Kayim the Shlab by the Shalia. Don't rely on the people of Mehoza to say, well, the Shayarot, people know each other. Yeah, they know each other. They're not, they're not too concerned about each other's signatures. Comes the Gemara and says, Another uh, uh, story. Rab Hanin Mishtai. Rab Hanin told the following story. Rab Kanai Tekita. Rab Kanai Borget. Velo Yadana im Sura le Nardea im Nardea le Sura. I don't know which cities he bought for. Was it from Sura to Nardea or Nardea to Sura? I tell the commander, he came in front of Rab. It'll benefit you. Now, what do you mean? What do you mean if you say it? By iavat ahinat. If you don't have to say it, what do you mean? But if you say it, it'll benefit you. Diyateh ba'al me'arair lo mashkichinan be. Which means, if the husband comes and now questions the veracity again, you all listen to him. Which means you don't have to say it right now. <clears throat> but if the husband comes as me'arair, then you got to deal with it. Then you have to start mekayeming it. So even though the rabbi said you don't have to say it, but if you say it, <coughs> it'll be valid. It'll work to stave off the complaints or the claims, I should say, of the husband. <coughs> Which means you, you, you could have thought that since you don't have to say it, so maybe even by saying it, it doesn't accomplish anything. So he's coming and say, no, you don't have to say it, but know that there's a value if you do say it for Nainichtav, because then it's already insured. Mm-hmm. Then even if the husband comes along and has claims, you said it, you already, uh, you, you handle it by saying it for Nainichtav. So comes the Gibran and gives a story to prove this. Kedetanya. Ma'aseh be'adam ehad shemi get, tefteh Rabbi Yishmael. This guy brought a get in front of Rabbi Yishmael. Amar lo, sarich anim lomah be'fana yichtav, be'fana yichtav. Do I have to say be'fana yichtav, be'fana yichtav? Or eno sarich, or ona. Amalo bini mechanata. Where do you come from? Amalo to be mikfar sisae ani. I come from kfar sisae. She says shem makom. Okay, this is the name of a place. 
In order that now you're not going to have to come out to witnesses when the husband comes along and has claims, you've got to find witnesses, say it. So he tells him, uh, Rabbi, So what are you talking about? Kefar Tzisa'e is already enveloped in the borders of Israel. It's even closer to Israel than Akko. Akko keres Tzisa'e legitim. Which means that Rabbi Meir says, even Akko's considered like Eretz Yisrael. Now, I feel the banan that argue, they only argue on Akko because it's further out. But Kfarsi Sa'ed, the Mekarba, no. But Kfarsi Sa'ed, what are you telling him to say, to, to say, this is Israel. You don't got to worry about it. Amar lo, Shetok Beni Shetok. He told him, uh, keep quiet. <laughs> Which means, since already I, uh, I gave him a way out to kosher up the, uh, the get, uh, I gave him an angle over here. Uh, what, what do you have to... nothing wrong with saying, Which means, since already the rabbis gave you a tikkun, by saying, to go shrupting it, so, so, so therefore you won't have to have Aideen come along or when the husband comes along and, uh, and uh, has uh, claims. So we'll leave it. Don't, uh, she was trying to tell you, it helps. Right. Even though maybe you don't have to say it. But since we have a, a way to fix it, let's, let's fix it better. So you don't got to come on to, uh, to Aideen. So the Gemara says, Which means, the question is like this. Rav Elahai, he heard the vi Yishmael, he gave a ruling. He said, you got to say, So he came up and said, Rabbi, I don't understand you. What do you got to do such a thing? It's even closer to Eretz Yisrael than Akko. But the question is, what do you mean? Didn't he hear what Rabbi Ishmael said? When Rabbi Ishmael made his ruling, he said, Say it so you won't need Edim. I mean, he wasn't saying it as a mandatory. He gave his reason when he said it. So what is the Belhite saying? Rabbi, what are you talking about? It's an Eretz Yisrael. He, he should have known from the way Ishmael made his statement. He said, Say it, Kedesh, you to Zakek Le'edim. So the Gemara says, Lo Saimua Kameh. That part, he wasn't in front of him for that part. Which means all he heard was, is that he said, Say b'farai nechtam, farai nechtam. He didn't hear the end of the statement. Now if he would have heard the end of the statement in order to protect himself, then he wouldn't have any questions. So he thought he saying it from the law. He said, Rabbi, from the law you have to say this over there. Can you say this from the law? He said, I didn't say it from the law. I didn't. Since you have a way to, to, to fix it, the head, fix it, pay this, you don't need so he didn't know that? He didn't know because he didn't hear that part of the statement when he said it. But what he's seeing the story over here, that even in a place where you don't have to say and you do say it, it'll stave off the husband's claim that even if he says now in Ur, which has claimed, doesn't matter, the get is going to be Kashir. If the, uh, maybe the whole Takana where the rabbis mandated it, but if they didn't mandate it and you said it, so I saw over here. I saw a Hiddush that explains that over here. The Ritba says it. The Ritba says like this. 
He says, Milvad Mashiribu Hakamim Shiomar Hashem Befran Yatam Fran Yatam Kum Shiribu Gam Etzema Dabar. The fact Shiyafe Koak Mirato Neged Uda Baal Eno Meikaradin Ela Metakrat Hakamim. Which means this whole thing that a, uh, a, a husband or a Shaliyah could say, Befran um, Yatam, that's a rabbinical enactment in order to Mikayem Ishtar against the claims of a husband, right? Now, really from the law, the Shaliyah's words should not work against the Baal's words. As we learned, you need two witnesses for everything. This is a kula, mind you. Because remember, we had, we had this question in the Gemara. Why, why do you trust the Shaliyah? There's only one guy. And we said, okay, Aguna, we're going to be lenient and all that. And a Shekino Hakamim that we're going to consume like two. Now, What's the first Hadush that we're learning now? When you need this kula, when any idim mitzvim lekayimo, okay, the rabbis, you know what? I'll rely on the shuliyah. But if you have idim lekayimo, you're in bevel. The shayarot mitzuyot. So therefore, maybe in that case, I'm not going to rely on one witness, one shaliyah, to make the statement because you don't need him. You're in a place where there's idim mitzuyim. Let's let two witnesses come along and make the start. The hadush is that even when it's not necessary. We're going to still take the leniency of one shaliyah to make the uh, to make the deal. That's a very big hadush. Okay, you might have thought the leniency is only given when you need the leniency, but to be lenient on one head to make a when you had other options, I mean, don't do it. You know what? Say it anyway. You know why? Because if the husband's going to come and marry it, it'll work. Oh, how you know that from the story of Rabbi Ishmael? Comes to give us a shalach le Rabbi Eviatar le Rav Hizda. Okay, Abiyatah was in El Sistai, the center of Hezda was in Babel. Gitin habain misham lekan. Gitin that come from Babel to El Sistai. En sadiq lomar befanai nechtam u befanai nechtam. Look, we had a machlok that I'm in Shmuel, right? So obviously Abiyatah is coming along and saying, you don't need to say it, Babel is like El Sistai, and therefore uh, it's okay. So the Gemara says, Lema kasabar Let's understand of Yatar Masold that the issue was Lishma, Vani Gimini. And the people of Babel obviously have Lishma knowledge, therefore you don't have to say it. Ah, but this what about the travelings? Which means intra Babel they travel. But now we're going from Babel to Israel. What are you going to do with that? So the Chaurah, you have to say it. So the Gemara says, In the Kola Alma, Ba'in and the Kayemo, because a lot of people that go from Babel to Israel, they go back. So there's always travelings between the two countries. You have no problem of Shayram Mitzvah. The Shema is taken care of. Traveling is taken care of. Because people will recognize the witnesses. That you don't have to say, Mifanay Nechtam, Mifanay Nechtam. Comes give us Amar of Yosef. Man le malan derabi eviatar bar samchahu. Who told you that we can even rely on this rabbi? Who's this rabbi Yatar that's coming along and giving us halachot? I mean, you bring a get from Bavet and it's turned off the same for Nechtam, for Nechtam. Hold it. Is he a bar samcha? Is he somebody that uh, is uh, reliable? Why, why, why do we think uh, not? So he says like this. The odd, 
We have a story. He sent a letter to Rav Yehuda. This is Rav Yehuda's letter to Rav Yehuda. He says, those people that are going from Bavil to Eretz Yisrael, Rav Yehuda was in Eretz Yisrael. So he came along and said, those people that are leaving their families in Bavil, and they're coming to Eretz Yisrael to study Torah, they fulfilled the pasuk. Which means they sold the child bezona, uh, literally uh, for znut. Uh, that she says These rabbis would go to Israel. They'd stay there for a long time and they leave their wives. Right. Without any sustenance. And therefore, which means they're not going to have uh, children. Jeez, you people that are coming to Israel to say Torah, he was speaking to them uh, derogatorily. He was saying, You fulfill the Pasuk that says, which means you're on your children. You're mistreating your children because uh, you're leaving your whites agonot and therefore you're not fulfilling the mitzvah of periyavet uh, biyah. So that she that she explains it. It's like somebody that sells his children for food. Right? Or you sell the child for wine. That that somebody obviously has no regard for his children. So you people are the same thing. Now, what's because you're leaving your uh, family? You don't, obviously you don't care about having children because you're, you're not fulfilling pariyavadibya. So, what's the problem with sending that letter? The problem was vekatav le belosirtut. When he wrote the letter, it's a pasuk. That pasuk is a pasuk in Navi. We have a halacha. Whenever you quote a pasuk from the Tanakh, you have to write it. Even if you're writing it on not on parchment, if you're writing it on paper, you have to make sirtut. What is sirtut? Lines. You have to draw lines on the paper in order to write. Why? Because when a person draws with li- writes with line paper, he draws straight. And if a kavod sefer if a kavod pasuk, you have to write letters on sutut. And he wrote the letter, and he didn't make sutut. So who says he's a parasabkarislav You want to trust him? He don't even know the law of uh, sutut over here. Now, shtayim kodvim, which means. Uh, Shalosh and Kotvin. What does that mean? Shtayim Kotvin. Two words, you don't have to write Sirtut. Three words already, you have to. The understanding is two words, you can write straight without having lines. But actually, three words, now already you need to have the lines in order to keep them straight. Bimatnitata, I have a bright that says a little differently. Shalosh Kotvin. He lets you write even three without Sirtut. The bright. Arba and Kotvin. But bottom line, four, no. But bottom line, this is more than four words. Whatever you're going to say, so how can he write a letter without sirtut? Meaning, uh, he doesn't know. <laughs> Just because he doesn't know Rabbi Yitzhak's statement, that means he's not a Gavra Rabbi, he's, he's not an important man, which means, if you want to tell me that he made a mistake in logic, that already is showing me that he's, he's not capable. This is a tradition. The Gamra lo shamiyah. He didn't hear halacha. You can't have a claim against him. When he loved Yitzhak, had a tradition. He didn't hear a tradition. That doesn't mean he's not a Gamra Rabbah. If you were to show me that there's a flaw in his thinking, that he doesn't have to think straight, that already you're right, that already you knock him out. 
But just because you didn't hear a statement, or even if not, you didn't hear a braita, there's no claim against uh, uh, him for that. Ve'od, the Gebra is for now, the Gebra is going the other way. The Shah of Eviatar was actually great. He was so great to Leviathan that Akadosh Baruchu agreed to the Leviathan. How? Dichtiv, Vatizne Alav Pilagsho. Now, this is the story over here of the Pilagish Begivah, the fellow that was basically married. Uh, he was very tough on his wife. As a result of it, his wife fled. fled. And uh, he went to uh, retrieve her. And uh, what happened was the people of uh, Binyamin, where, she, where, they, where they went, they mistreated the uh, Pilegish. And they actually uh, they abused her to the extent where uh, she died. And then from this came a civil war. He cut her up and sent uh, the husbands cut her up and sent her parts to all the tribes of Israel and said, Look what happened over here in the uh, this uh, Shevet of Binyamin. In any event, like you said, a civil war broke out as a result of it. But the question is, we want to know what started the fight between the Pilegish and the husband that uh, caused her to leave. So the Pasuk says, which doesn't mean like she rebelled, she turned against them. What happened? There was a fly in the soup. Fly in the soup, that was already considered the you know, rebellious thing. No, he found the hair. They have to know, in the olden days, the ladies would uh, shave their hair in the makum ha'irva. That was the custom. Now, if a lady would leave her hair over there, that was a sign that uh, it was dangerous. Because she would leave like a sharp hair, a long sharp hair, and that would uh, cause the husband or anybody to go to become a krut shafcha. It would cause him to be uh, dismembered, as they say. And therefore, he went, and all of a sudden she's this hair over here, and she's trying to, trying to do something. Look at that she. That she says, So see, there's flying the soup, or nima. One day, Rabbi Yatari found Eliyahu Nevi. What is God doing right now? I wonder what God doing, what's God doing right now. He's actually learning the sugya of Pilegish Begivah. God's learning the Nevi. He's in Shamaim. He's learning the story. So how's he learning? What's, what's the pshat? He's learning the Tanakh with your opinion. He's saying, my son Yatar learned like this. It was Zvuf. And then my son Yonatan says, it was an Imah. He's learning the opinions of the rabbis. So, uh, how can you say, God doesn't know what happened? How can you say, oh, my, my, this, this one says this, this one says that, but God doesn't know the event? The event? They're all emet, which means what you said is emet, and what Rabbi Yonatan said is emet. That's why God says both. How can they both be emet? Zvuv matzah velo ikpid. Nima matzah vikpid. Which is right. Which is, exactly. Which is, if he saw us flying the soup, I, I, that, that didn't bother him. However, nima Mekpid. But then when he found the uh, the hair, he was Mekpid. Which means, according to this, the hair, is, it seems like a hair in the soup. Which right. means it was all, all, all like uh, in the soup over here. So first time it happened, alright, uh, whatever it is, it could be lenient, the fly fell in. But the hair is more, uh, she wasn't uh, careful maybe. I already I was a second item, so he was more, uh, more Mekpid. Now the Gebran, Amal of Yehuda, Zvuv Beke'ara. 
ונימה באותו מקום. Two different things. זבוב was in the soup. תנימה, as we explained, was in that place. זבוב מאיסותה. זבוב, he tolerated, it's מאוס, disgusting, but okay. However, נימה, סכנתה. But the נימה, we said a סכנה, because that hair goes around him, then half the shopping calls a כלות שפחה. As she says, look at how she gives the whole story now. נימה באותו מקום. ודרכן היה להשאיר את השיער ולא לסכין בועלה לעשות כלות שפחה. They used to shave the hair over there in order not to make the husband a כלות שפחה, to cut it off. ומשם, ומשום סכנתהו, הקפיד עליה. So uh, So she ran away because uh, he was, uh, she, she got scared of him. So what happened? Amar of Yehuda, Zvuv Bekaara Venima Beoto Makom. Zvuv Beesuta Venima Sakata. Ika de Amre, some want to say, Idi Veidi Bekaara. And some want to say, no, the Zvuv was in the Kaara and the Nima was in the Kaara. Zvuv Unsa. The Zvuv, it's honest. It flies into the to, 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 to the uh, to the soup, uh, out of control. Venima Pishiuta. But the hair, she could control. When she was making the soup, she wasn't kidding. She put a net on. She, she, she should have uh, made sure that the, uh, that the hair doesn't fall in. And therefore, the Gemara is coming along to say that what Yatar must have been a great rabbi because God learns the opinions of Yatar, As you see in the story of Pilegis Begavadah. Let's review the Shittot over here quickly exactly what happened in that uh, episode. It's clearly that she did something against her husband. So the first opinion says it was a yard of tolerance. The first thing happened, fly fell in the soup. Okay, he let her go. When the air came in the soup already, he said, that, that's the straw that broke the camel's back. That's it. And if we got angry at her, and when he got angry at her, she ran away. And that started the whole, uh, the whole uh, ordeal. The second explanation is what? That no, the fly was in the uh, soup, and the nima was biotamakum. And therefore, that already was in yad of sakana. He was able to tolerate the item that was ma'us, but he could not tolerate the item that was misukan. The third explanation is everything was in the soup. The fly, he wrote it off as, it was a mistake. It's honest. She had him a control. The fly jumped in. But the hair in the soup, already she was able to control. That's why he considered a fishyah. So those are the three interpretations that we explained what happened over here. Now, I saw the uh, mefarshim... they say over here an interesting, uh, an interesting point over here. Eliyahu Navi tells Rabbi uh, Yatta, they're learning Yoshitot. God and Shabbat is learning what you say and what your colleague says. But who is really right? Which means, that Pasuk is referring to what? That was talking about where already she rebelled, which sounds like, and caused him to get angry, and that caused her to run away. Who was really right? Rav Yonatan. He was the one that gave the ultimate reason. Rav Yonatan was just giving a, the precursor. So therefore, how does this prove that Rav Yonatan is really a gavrar? If anything, you see Rav Yonatan really hit the, hit the nekuda. He was just like a pre, uh, pre-reason. So the Tosfot of Arosh over here says a beautiful interpretation. He says like this, Yonatan's hadush is not so great in the sense it was evident. 
Once the second item happened, it was clear to everybody that that's why he got angry, and that's why uh, she was forced to run away because of his anger. The first event, who knows that he was even upset? It was only in his heart. The greatness of Evyatar was, he's telling you, I'm telling you what was not evident in the story. You understand what you, when he finally got angry, everybody else had the hair in the soup. But how do you know that this, well, there was a story before when the fly fell in the soup, there was no reaction? Mm. So therefore, Rabbi Yatad was able to tell us what was not evident. That's why Rabbi Yatad was great. That's why, because God saying Rabbi Yatad is Hadush as well. In any event, Gebra learns from this a very important lesson. Gebra's lesson is, Amar of Hazdaab, Le'olam al-Yatil Adam Emai Yitira Betuk Betuk. Okay. A person has to be careful not to put in still excessive fear in his household. The problem with this guy, he put excessive fear on his wife. And that's why she ran away. But she knew, she made a mistake, her head fell in the soup, so the guy was very tough on her. He says, he's going to kill me. So what did he do? He ran away. And what ended up happening? How many tens of thousands of Jews died as a result in that uh, in that civil war? So you see over here, what the Torah says, or the Gemara says, Le'olam. Le'olam means forever. Never put excessive fear. We need that word, Le'olam. Even if the household is doing something not to your likings, still, Ema Yitera is no good. Now that implies that Ema is good. You need some sort of control in the house and people are going to follow the order. But once it becomes Ema Yitera, it can lead to consequences. So here we learn about a very important Musar. That at a time of anger, People are not thinking of consequence. People are thinking for the present moment. Agamara is teaching us that imagine if somebody would have been around at that story, when the guy saw the fly in the soup, or he saw the hair in the soup, and he was about to go on a tirade, and somebody would have told him, listen, this tirade over here, if you don't control, it's going to be the result of tens of thousands of casualties. He might have thought twice. And therefore, we're learning a lesson over here, Think before you react, because to every reaction there's going to be consequences, and sometimes the consequences can be dire, that you weren't even able to forecast or predict. For example, later on in the Masechet, we're going to learn it's appropriate, and we'll conclude with this. The famous story of Kamsa and Bar Kamsa, where you know the story of uh, Kamsa was uh, uh, the friend of the host, and Bar Kamsa was the, uh, the nemesis of the host. The invitations got mixed up. Instead of inviting his friend, he invited uh, uh, Bar Kamsa, his nemesis, and they got, they got to the party, and uh, he tells him, get out of here. He says, what do you mean? I was invited. He says, it was a mistake. I was meant to send it to the other guy. Uh, in the other story, let me stay. I'll pay. No, get out. I'll pay for the whole party, so on and so forth. And the guy lost himself, and he couldn't control himself. Himself, and he threw him out. Now, as a result of that, the Gemara says, he went to the Caesar, and he was bitter, and he maligned the Jewish people, and the Caesar, as a result of it, took his word seriously, and he was able to prove it, and then eventually, the death was destroyed, and who know how, hundreds of thousands of people, uh, casualties, uh, and so forth. All because why? Because somebody didn't calculate the results of bad behavior. Now imagine if somebody would have had a little seichel at the time to give him the Mishnah that says, Ezu hakam Who was the wise man? 
that's able to see the fruits of his actions. Every action is going to be a reaction. It's going to be a consequence. Now imagine if somebody were told, listen, could you control your anger over here for two minutes, let the guy stay? This is going to cause the destruction of the Bet HaMikdash. Now who knows if the guy would have believed it or not, but in retrospect, you see from these two stories that two people could not control their anger. The fellow of Pilegis Begimah cannot control the anger against his wife. And the story of Malcolm said the host cannot control and both had dire consequences. And that's to one of the Musag, when we come into this season over here of Bina Mitzarim, one of the lessons is to remember over here, don't think that your actions lie flat in the water. Person's actions live after him. And therefore think a million times before you do anything because it's definitely going to be. We end up on a good note. Who had it on a good thing? When a person does a good action, our rabbis tell us that the goodness of God is 500 times greater than the Puranut. And therefore you have to know when you do a good deed, that deed is going to perpetuate, it's going to go wide, it's going to be tremendous uh, snowball effect. Let's go by the Sojbi Zohar, Tanisa Musari, Amen.